Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, a, a little bonus um, podcast. Just going to read uh, something about teaching from Nikolai Demidov's book, um, published uh, sort of as a volume um, by Andre Malayev Bubble. Uh, Nikolai Demidov, Becoming an Actor Creator. It's a wonderful book, and uh, this this podcast goes with a, an interview um, I did uh, with Andre Bijurek, who's uh, an Australian, Polish, British. I'm not sure whether he'd think of himself as British uh, acting teacher uh, of the Demidov technique. We talk about it there, but I thought it might be nice to have a listen to some of um, Nikolai Demidov's words themselves. They're about. He started developing his his sort of core. Um, practice his his foundation foundational etudes a hundred years ago so what you're about to hear is uh very unusual i think to, to to listen to the voice of somebody from quite a long time ago talking uh really beautifully about what it means to teach so this is nikolai demidov some thoughts on pedagogy begins with this concept of tactics. One of the actor's chief weaknesses is his lack of self-trust. He dismisses his small, mundane, everyday manifestations as unworthy and unsuitable. After all, he thinks, the stage is the stage. Hundreds, even thousands of eyes are looking at me. How could I possibly keep their interest if what I do before them is not done well? and is inarticulate. Moreover, how could I keep their attention if I were to do nothing? So, the actor bends over backwards, works hard, spurs himself, and rushes. As he starts rushing, he simply jumps over his truth, over his life, and lands in a pile of lies and play-acting. It's brilliant stuff, isn't it? Um, a wonderful... Uh, uh, image that he jumps over his truth over his life and lands in a pile of lies and play acting to aid this problem we must use all means necessary to develop the students faith in their own gift that's in italics their faith in their own gift i guess that's by the editors rather than um Dimitov, but but perhaps not their giftedness i would assume is beyond any doubts otherwise they wouldn't be here to achieve this goal, I use every opportunity to say how simple this is, how well they succeed when they trust their talent. And then in sort of bullet points, there's some sort of the sorts of things Demidov says. <laughs> he says, um, here you felt like looking around, and so you did. Excellent. You looked at him. His face amused you. You smiled. And then why did you get scared? Why did you make a serious face? It felt improper, laughing in his face. Too bad. Why restrain yourself? You felt like laughing. You should have laughed. Improper? Unbecoming? Leave these things for life. Here, on stage, be closer to nature. In fact, be nature itself. This is not as hard, really, as you see. It's begging to be released on its own. Just don't interfere. Don't prohibit it. Love this. This is cool. This is... um. We're back in, in Russia being taught by Nikolai Demidov. How shall we deal, however, with a student's obvious weaknesses? For the most part, avoid any word, any gesture that could betray that you see them. 
wisdom and power for a teacher and a director, as I see it, does not only rest on them being able to give good speeches and notes, but also on their skill to keep quiet at the right moment and pretend that everything is going well. <laughs> Love it. Their skill to keep quiet at the right moment and pretend that everything is going well. For example, at the start of the first lesson, a student resorts to crude, shameless play-acting, or presentation. Yet, I pretend that it never happened, and say, you rushed. You did not feel like saying anything yet, but you forced yourself. Take your time. Everything will come in good time. If, however, from the get-go... I begin to pull him up and drum into his head that he, act, his, he, act, he acted falsely, I will ruin everything. So, I pretend that I noticed nothing. There was no play acting and no bad theatrics. He simply rushed it. After all, is this inaccurate? Rushing was indeed the main cause. Had he given himself enough time, life would have begun. Yet he rushed. He felt himself uncomfortable and uneasy as a result, and covered it up by making himself do something, by resorting to depicting, play-acting. Is it accurate, though? Do what you want. Act as it acts. Perhaps this is good for initial pedagogical steps, but what about directing? Might there be some excessive enthusiasm here? If things develop this way, you'll end up dragging all the nasty, mundane habits onto the stage. This can't altogether be avoided. Such incidents are possible. Nevertheless, don't ever forbid anything from the actors. They lived. They felt good. And suddenly you say, not allowed. Throw it out. It won't do. This would confuse them. And good luck rescuing their spontaneity. <laughs> rescuing their spontaneity. Good luck. Hmm. There is a special method for removing something from an actor's work. We're about to come to a, 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 a story, a sort of a, 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 a parable um, that I really like. So this is sort of, I don't know, this is me offering up this, this thing that I found in this, this brilliant book. In The Legend of, of Thiel Uhlenspiegel by Charles de Costa, there is a chapter that tells the story of how fools built a house. The house turns out very uncomfortable to their complete surprise because they haven't thought of building windows and doors. They dig an underground passage to access the house. Inside the house, however, it's pitch dark. Uhlenspiegel catches them at a peculiar job. They are carrying something out of the house by sacks. As it turned out, they decided to take all the darkness out of the house they would fill a sack with it, tie up the sack so the darkness does not escape, carry it far off from the house and shake it out on the ground. They worked on this all day long, but for some reason they didn't get anywhere. Uhlenspiegel came to their rescue. He brought in a candle and the darkness disappeared on its own. The same is true of an actor. Removing darkness you can't do this, you can't do that, will amount to nothing. A new darkness will come in the place of old one, even more impenetrable. And then in italics, he says, 
one must bring in a candle. I'm wishing now, um, I'm going to write that down somewhere. I think that's going to be my my sort of um, hopeful um, dream for the new term for teaching. One must bring in a candle. I really like that and that story. Thank you. Nikolai Demidov and um, Andre Malayev Bubble and um, Margarita Laskina, who gets mentioned, who it was Andre and, and Margarita who translated Demidov's book and, and sort of compiled it to they get a mention in the in the in the podcast. Andre talks about the process a little. Um, but that's wonderful. One must bring in a candle. Thank you. Oops. It is anti-pedagogical, pulling up actors, forbidding them all kinds of inappropriate poses and movements. It accomplishes nothing. I'm not saying, by the way, um, that I agree with this. I didn't write this. Um, I think I might agree with it. I certainly think it's provocative and useful. But just just to be clear, if anyone is listening to this and feeling um, attacked or that they disagree, of course, that's uh, quite right. It's just a, a thought. A thought, a provocation, if you like. I think Nikolai Demidov is enjoy being provocative, perhaps. Although he clearly completely believes in what he's saying. Remind the actors instead what and who surrounds them in a given scene, how this surrounding obligates them to behave. These circumstances, on their own, would draw the actors towards the appropriate behaviour. From this point on, an actor just needs to get used to the new in order for it to take root. That is all. In short, the actors are given full freedom of action in those circumstances offered by the author, in our case, by the teacher. However, they are not given freedom to restructure these very circumstances according to their taste. There is nothing unnatural in it. On the contrary, it's quite familiar. Just as it happens in life. In life, Circumstances are always given. If it is daytime and the sun is beating down, a normal person won't behave as they would on a frosty winter night. Therefore, in addition to pedagogical and directorial technique, there also exists pedagogical and directorial tactics. As is often the case, a director deprived of any knowledge or technique but rewarded with the gift of tactical instinct, produces a near-miraculous effect on an actor instinctively. The opposite is also true. Directors armed with knowledge of the directing technique dislocate and murder an actor simply because they don't even suspect of the existence of such silly things as tactics. This is sort of the, the bit I wanted to get to for me. Tactics are the heart of pedagogy. The future of the school of theatre lies in complete and harmonious combination of the technique, meaning psychological or psychic technique, as you would say it in Russian, and tactics. Timely support, timely indication of a spark of truth that flickers in an actor. This is just a flicker of truth, and it dies almost before it's born. Yet the soul of the embarrassed actor must be pointed toward it. His soul must be moved to recall it and sense it. His soul must be moved to light up inwardly from the very memory. It was just there, just flashed by. Even if it vanished, even if I failed to grab onto it in time, it's all right. 
It will come in due time. It was there once. This means it is there, and it will come back. Timely praise. Timely help. Timely abandonment to the whims of fate. Timely correction. It's not as simple as it seems. There is much work to be done yet to develop this section of pedagogy. It's not as simple as it seems. I agree. It's tricky. As for those teachers deprived of the tactical scent, it would do them good to consider the incredible restraint, patience, and tactical sense of a mother. The cause of these qualities is simple: love. Love gives them sensitivity. It gives them patience, wisdom, and the power of authority. Obviously, Nikolai Timidov had、um, had a great mum, but we we take his point. And then he says this wonderful thing. I think you must fall in love with the actors, not in theory, but for real. To fall in love with them and fight, fight them for their talent, their artistic conscience, and their human grasp. Brilliant. The next heading is patience and responsibility. There's not much more of this chapter. I hope it's useful to you. Every once in a while, you get a difficult student. In the absence of sufficient experience, you are sure to make mistakes. At first glance, this student does everything you ask of him, tries to do his best. Seemingly, he gives in more boldly than everyone else, but he is dodging. He does not want to dodge, and yet he is dodging, giving in exclusively. To the peripheral, while artfully travelling over everything internal, deeply psychological, you think you've unlocked him, while in reality he's receded even deeper into his shell. Don't even think of getting into an argument with him about this. Even if you win the argument, it will do little good. Keep silent and watch. Take your time. He cannot but get caught. One day. He will be visited by a strong, definitive emotion: anger, indignation, or the opposite, joy, affection. He'll get emotional, and then he will dodge to the side. He will jump into his would-be freedom and begin to yell, and begin to yell, stamp his feet, or hug someone, grabbing his partner's hands. This is the time when you can't let him escape. Use this chance. However, don't scare him off. Be a tactician. Did he progress in comparison with his first days of training? Yes, he did. Did he loosen up at least a bit? Yes, again. So tell him just that. You've gone through the first and most difficult stage. You've gained courage. You've lost your inhibitions. Now let's move on to the next equally important stage. Now it's easy. Let's recall how things went. Evidently. The text and impression you received from your partner nudged you to turn this etude into a farewell of two people who are intimately close. The participants have long outgrown their youthful years. The two of you sat at the table. She got up and said, "She got up and said, 'Well, I must go.' Trying to compose yourself, you asked, 'So, we won't see each other again.' She looked away and whispered, 'We won't.' You looked. She bowed down her head; her shoulders drooped. Don't you remember how, at that moment, your hands sank down heavily? Several years of your life—the best and happiest years. 
Nothing to be done. It was meant to be. You stood, long, shut your eyes, looking beyond this. Excuse me, turning a page of the, the big book. Day and hour. At that moment you understood it all. Mistakes. And how inevitable and irrecoverable it was. Then you looked back at her. These were totally different eyes. I could see your whole soul through your eyes, all your humanity, all the tenderness you're capable of. You started to move towards her, passionate words about to burst from the bottom of your heart. But you did not say them. You didn't dare. When feelings overcame you, you got scared. Silly man. Scared of what? Talent? That's right. Talent was asking to be released. It was ready to burst through your shell. But you screamed bloody murder, in panic, out of fright, empty inside, and only peripherally agitated, you rushed toward her, turned her around, grabbed her into your clutches. She felt awkward. We felt awkward. Up till now, this kind of courage was an achievement. But now it's not enough. Something else has ripened. Give it way. Your depth. Your concealed feelings. Give in to this first impulse wholeheartedly without a backwards glance. You caught the actor at the time when he reached his true creative heights. You let him sense his talent and its perspectives. You also caught him falling down from this height, fearful of his own strength. Now you've gained power over him. Now he knows while you will shout, green lights when he hesitates in fear. Now he knows that you're not fighting with him, but with his coward, the coward sitting in him and constantly stifling his own gift. Don't think, however, that you've done it all. The work is only now beginning, the most delicate, difficult and critical work. Left to his own devices, the student won't be able to target, to... Tr to uh, navigate this dangerous path of his absolute revelation. You must do that for him. I'll read that again. Sorry, I was getting him. Struggling to read. Now you've gained power over him. Now he knows why you will shout green light when he hesitates in fear. Now he knows you are not fighting with him, with him, but with his coward, the coward sitting in him and constantly stifling his own gift. Don't think, however, that you've done it all. The work is only now beginning. The most delicate, difficult and critical work. Left to his own devices, the student won't be able to navigate this dangerous path of his absolute revelation. You must do that for him. Now, your every negligence equals retreat. Your every mistake is a wound. Every hesitation and doubt a fatal push off the edge. This is why you should now be especially demanding of yourself with regards to this student. Don't take your eyes off him, so that at any second you, should, you could come to the rescue. Hmm. Demanding being a teacher. Um, here. And finally he says, um, Look how many damaged and wasted actors walk the earth. How many painters and musicians walk around with their brains polluted with rubbish and their souls demagnetized? 
How many handicapped singers who lost their beautiful, rare voices because of some ignorant maestros? Who will answer for that? And when? Well, I've had a little <laughs> feeling of, of sort of catharsis, terror there. Who will answer for that and when? Says Nikolai Demidov. Anyway, um, that's a chapter I enjoyed reading. Uh, I'd recommend buying and reading the whole book, uh, Nikolai Demidov, Becoming an Actor, Creator, edited by Andre Malayev Babel and Margarita Laskina. Thank you very much for the book. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that little um, little bonus episode. Um, if you did and you haven't, then I'd suggest you listen to um, uh, the interview with Andre Bijorek. And, um, and yeah, okay. Thank you very much. Hope you're having uh, nice times. Take care.